It's the Next Level Physicians podcast with Dr. Maisha, empowering doctors and medical professionals to thrive outside the box. Dropping new episodes every Monday so you can start your week thriving right. All right, welcome back to Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside of the Box, and it is 2020. Oh my gosh, I have been feeling it. I have been feeling this 2020 shift. You guys have probably heard me talking about it in the months past, but it is about to go down. And I'm so excited to have um, Dr. Ann Kennard. We're going to call Dr. Ann because, you know, we like sisters over here. Um, here on the show, she is the owner of the Wellness Collective. And I just want to like really share, you know, a little bit more about why I do this. Now, I know you know, I've probably shared a little bit before, but this podcast for me is a way to highlight those docs, those medical professionals who are really courageous enough to step outside the box, who are courageous enough to find their passion and their purpose and really just step outside of what the system has conditioned us to do and really live fully self-expressed. So I'm excited to have Dr. Ann on. Thank you for coming on the show. Welcome to 2020. I mean, this is exciting. Tell me, uh, thank you how's so it going much, so far? <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to be here and, and share my somewhat non-traditional life and path now after very traditional training. Yeah. So t- tell us the, tell us the journey. I, 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 you know, I always like to hear like the origin story. How did you, right. you know, come to decide, you know what, I'm going to step outside the box. Like what I know. Was your journey? I know. So my journey started kind of with an inherent interest as a young person in nutrition. So instead of uh, being a biology major for pre-med, I wanted to be a nutrition science major. And so I loved nutrition. I thought it was applicable to human health and did that prior to med school. And then I went to med school, uh, completed a doctorate of osteopathic medicine degree, and then did a very uh, rigorous traditional residency in obstetrics and gynecology. Mm -hmm. And when when I was kind of at the end of my residency, um, I started to get interested in yoga and it helped me deal with the stress of being a trainee. Mm-hmm. And I became a yoga and, um, instructor at that time. And then my mom gave me this book and it was called Life is Your Best Medicine by um, Dr. Tarone Lodog, who's one of my oh, mentors now. Yes. Yeah. And so I read this book, I like binge read it, you know, till three in the morning, Mm -hmm. I shut the book and was like, this is it, (laughs) my life, you know, when I had read about integrative medicine, it Mm -hmm. just felt like the pieces were kind of coming home to me for my interest in yoga and nutrition and, um, and well living, you know, I just had this sort of discontent that I wasn't offering patients tools on how to be well, I was offering them, you know, symptom management, basically, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and pregnancy care. I love delivering babies. Um, So I I pursued a two-year fellowship in integrative medicine through the University of Arizona, and then through that, I also got very interested in herbal medicine and did the 
clinical herbalist training through Dr. Low Dog's um, wow. herbal medicine school. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. sort of laid the framework. Um, but I was still in traditional practice. I mm-hmm. felt like that's kind of what it, you're supposed to do. You know, right. like in my office, I took call, I did surgery, I delivered babies. And I always thought like someday I'll do something else. Someday I'll really build mm. in in these other arenas. And I use them a little, you know, I was bringing in other options for treatment besides mm-hmm. medication and surgery, but it still wasn't really, you know, my day-to-day, my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where we started to intersect is I received a diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis mm. and it, it was really not compatible with the lifestyle that I was leading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I became at a crossroads much younger than I had expected to be. Yeah. 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 And that's when we had our first coaching call. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I have to say, I remember when we first talked, like, you, you know, in a way, I feel like we're kind of kindreds because you, you have intersected with integrative medicine really early on as did I. And, you know, when I was in college, um, I got introduced to yoga as well, like right in my senior year. And I actually did, I did a psych major because I was mm. so interested in like this, like brain and behavior and what makes people tick. And so what is the thing? Yeah. yeah, it is. It's like, you know, what is behind our behavior, you know? And, um, and so I just, I started out as a, as a chemistry major. I thought, oh, I'm going to do chemistry. That's what they say. You have to be a bio major or a chem major. And then like after organic chem, I was like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Enough of that. So yeah, I got into psycho- psychology and then I got introduced to yoga. And so when, you know, you and I are both yogis, I've been a yogi for uh, about 12 years now. And, and, and um, I'm thinking about doing a teacher training as well. And, oh yeah, you know, yeah, love Tierra, Tierra, um, low dog. I mean, like have her books as well. So I just, a lot of ways we're kindreds and it was just amazing to sort of intersect with you in that way. And that's how I, you know, that's how we came to know each other really. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what, when we talked, um, what was it that, that shifted you, that gave you the confidence, the, um, the clarity to know which direction was next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, after our interaction together, I'm a big fan of physician coaching because, you know, I could see a therapist or I could see, you know, different professionals, but none of them were a doctor that like really spoke the same language to understand what my, my questions were, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember I was trying to kind of go forward and think, all right, what can I do that's within, you know, my rheumatologist recommendations and um, not be so hard on the body. And we were kind of kicking around some ideas and I was thinking, well, maybe I should be a hospitalist and, you know, maybe I could work six, six nights a month. Maybe that's not too bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though my doctor had said, don't work at night. Mm -hmm. And I remember you asking me, do you want to work six nights a month? (laughs) And that was like this life-changing question for me because I thought, no, I don't. Mm. I I don't feel well when I work at night. Mm -hmm. 
it's hard for me. I just thought that that was sort of the minimum amount I could do and still be an OBGYN basically, mm -hmm. since that's what I was trained to do. Right. And, you know, I've been out of residency for five years and I wasn't ready to lay it down yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so then I started this process um, with your guidance of just sort of reverse engineering a life that was good for me. Yeah. With this mantra of saying, I can make choices that are good for me. Absolutely. Like I am allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. I have skills um, that are valuable and can be used, you know, in a way that is creative and brings meaning to myself and, you know, value to others. Yeah. And so um, I had a lot of talks with the administration for the hospital that I work for, and they had started a new training program. They have a new OBGYN training program as well as a family medicine program. Mm -hmm. And so I made the switch into academic medicine. Mm -hmm. And so I do some time on labor and delivery with the residents. I don't see my own patients anymore, uh, mm -hmm. but I guide them on everything labor and delivery. Mm -hmm. And then I became the director of the integrative medicine program there. What? Yeah, and expanded <laughs> that program. We've expanded into lifestyle medicine as well, culinary medicine. Mm -hmm. um, and now helping to lead physician wellness initiatives, um, mm. mindfulness-based stress reduction. For oh, our God, that's amazing. And, and we make all the residents go through it too. It's not yeah. negotiable for them yeah yeah it shouldn't be it shouldn't be no. you know it's so really what's so great about what you did it's like you know really taking that question and really looking in and, and saying no i don't you know this i like i want to create the career i want i want to design my career and i want to design it in the way that is interesting to me you know with the integrative background with the yoga background with the lifestyle background and you took it and you became a part of the solution. And that's like amazing. Cause you know, like there's, it, it's a spectrum of what we're doing, right? Like um, some docs, we go out and we, we build our own company and we're come, become a part of the solution that way. Like then they're like, you know, I empower docs around entrepreneurship and my mindset and, and you know, really digging deep and getting to the root cause of what stops you. And then like, I go out and I do it on my own. Like, apart from institutions, but we need docs who are inside of institutions because the only way we're going to fix the system is to be in the system making those changes. And then that's like part of like what you're doing is you're becoming a part of the solution inside so that we're shifting the mindset inside the system. Mm -hmm. It's really. a rogue operation. A rogue operation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. it's been neat, especially with the trainees, to to model something different. I see mm -hmm. that as part of my role as well, to say, I can take care of my body, I can take care of my family, mm -hmm. and I can still be a doctor. And, you know, you there is a different life than just working like a dog, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and so I like being um present in that way for the the young physicians yeah it's and it's it's i think what we're doing is we are shifting the whole paradigm of what it looks like to be a doctor 
And that's really my whole purpose is like, this is what we were conditioned to do. This is what we were trained to do. Like you said, like I was trained to be an OBGYN, you know, I was trained to work this particular kind of way. And then you woke up that, look, you know, you don't have to lay it all down and Mm -hmm. create what your style is, your lifestyle, what's good for your body, what's good for your mind and what you're fulfilled in, you know? So what else do you do? Yeah. So, (laughs) so one of my always dreams someday was to write a book. And um, I took a, a short medical leave following the diagnosis to get sort of sorted out. And I needed something to do. So that was a good time to write the book. Yes. <laughs> so I wrote a compilation of uh, food as medicine recipes that nice. are yes. yeah, accessible for busy working people. You mm-hmm. know, this was, these were recipes that I developed and made when I was working mm-hmm. as a full-time OBGYN. Mm-hmm. And it's got uh, simple herbal medicine recipes, kind of an introduction to herbal medicine for everyday things. It has some also some healthy um, tips on cookware, how to make healthy, you know, natural cleaning solutions. And then there is yeah, body products, that kind of thing, you know, yeah. just eliminating um, environmental toxins, eliminating more plastic use into the mm, world. Yeah, yeah. And then it's got a section on mind-body practices kind of broken down into a recipe type format. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I didn't see any other books on the market like it, but it's just sort of summed up my interest in who I was with mm-hmm. the, the food, the herbs, and the, the mind-body health. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out here to my my girl um, Nicole Swiner. Yes, 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 because Nicole P. She published my book too. Yeah, yeah, yes. So, Swiner Publishing Company made that happen for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazon bestseller in three categories. Woohoo! <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Big shout out to Nicole P. I actually need to have her on this podcast as well <laughs> yes that's yeah. super cool and what's the name of your book <clears throat> it's called nourish an integrative medicine cookbook mm-hmm. and i found you know from a you know i never thought that this would make a lot of money it um you know i sort of hoped that it would break even mm-hmm. and it has and, but I find it as a physician, like wanting to expand into speaking um, nationally and kind of get my name out there, it really has been helpful to have a book. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was glad I did it from that standpoint, as well as sort of my own personal passion project. And I do think that it has allowed me to put my voice out there. I've started to get um, more speaking engagements as well, which is a path that I really wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's really, what's really interesting, this is a really good gold nugget too, is that, you know, sometimes we feel like things are, are going to be more difficult than they really are, right? Mm-hmm. Like me starting this podcast, I thought it was going to be more difficult than it really was. Writing a book, you know, it's, it's, you took off a short medical leave and in that medical leave, you wrote a book. Yes. How, and how long was that? I just, just, just curious. How long was mm-hmm. the medical leave total? Four months. Four months. You know, so some people think it's going to take them a year to write a book. Um, 
you know, two years to write and publish a book. It took you four months or less to write a book. <laughs> yeah, it was, it took me four months to write it. It was longer, you know, with the photography, editing, you know, that sort of thing. But the, the bones of the book were done. And honestly, the hardest part for me is I cook by look and taste. And so I had to mm-hmm. dial in like, actually like how much, right. you know, turmeric I was putting in stuff. <laughs> You're an intuitive cook. <laughs> Yes, that's super cool. That's and it's available uh, by by paperback and by Kindle, right? Right. Yeah, it's on Amazon mm-hmm. on both formats. And we'll make sure that we include the links um, in the show notes, you guys, to that, so that you can go get your copy. Um, okay. I know that I'm gonna get my nourished copy on the Kindle because I'm always up in the kitchen like that. Mm-hmm. So yes, yes, that's super cool. So you know, and then so this and the other thing I was gonna say is like when you write a book, um, it does create that authority. It creates that um, credibility, like as if we're not credible enough as physicians, the book (laughs) on top of that creates that additional credibility. Um, But one thing that it does too, is it gives you something to sell as you speak. Because a lot of times, you know, you you speak from the stage, and then what do you have to offer for follow-up? You know, some people have programs, people have books, And another way that I don't know if you've used this, I've talked about this a little bit in writing a book is that your, the people who invite you to speak, whether paid or unpaid, one of the things that you can do is take that book and say, Hey, you know, I always, I always give them a number. Like this is what my honorarium, this is my typical fee. Right. Mm -hmm. And I request you buy X amount of books for the audience. Mm-hmm. So then that, that like, that's a way that you can actually generate revenue from the book apart from having to sell, you know, like sell out the trunk of your car, you know, be posting, right. like boosting it on social media, but you just use your speaking. Exactly. Right. Use your speaking platform to actually sell the book. And I actually learned that from my mentor, shout out to Dyke Drummond, um, the happy MD, you know, I learned that from him. And so, you know, there's a way you can actually make money and be profitable from the book itself. So, yeah, no, that's a, that's a great tip. And having, you're exactly right. Having something at a conference that you're speaking at, you know, Mm -hmm. people, if they like what you're saying and are engaged are then automatically going to be engaged in what you've written. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, super cool. So, what else, what are the, what are some things that you want to leave our listeners with in terms of like, um, pearls or tips or advice that you would give them when like making that choice to, to step outside the box? Yeah, I did want to, I'll leave a, a brief tip on speaking. Cause a lot of people ask me, you know, mm-hmm. how I've sort of branched into bigger speaking engagements mm-hmm. and So I did a lot of local stuff first where I didn't make a lot of money. (laughs) So I did um, community events like through Parks and Rec and the local community college. And Mm -hmm. I taught um, simple herbal medicine classes Mm -hmm. and culinary medicine. Mm -hmm. And it just, it sort of helped me find my voice to where I could stand up and, and talk, you know? Yeah. And so I became very comfortable with that. And you know, I routinely lecture to the residents and the general medical staff, you know, I'll do the larger grand round CME to 
bring some of these topics to the, the medical staff, which I have to say, first I felt very anxious about because I thought that, you know, I would just kind of be heckled from the audience mm. on these topics. Yeah. But it went over so well, you know, mm-hmm. like the science is there. I presented the science. I made little taste bites, you know, of recipes mm. that illustrated some of the topics that I was talking about. And you know, we doctors love food. <laughs> some good quality chocolate goes a long way. Yes. <laughs> and so once I had sort of opened the throat chakra, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. yes, up and talk. The, in a way that was relaxed and engaging and funny, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. then I started to, um, I did a few things for free. Like I, I did a volunteer talk at the um, Women Physicians uh, Conference at Esalen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that parlayed into another, you know, invitation and I also, and this was uncomfortable for me, I also kind of cold emailed groups yep. that I wanted to talk at. Mm-hmm. You know, like a big goal for me was to talk at the Symposium Medicus Integrative Women's Medicine Conference. Yes. And so I had sent them a resume and, you know, they had sort of ignored me for a year. Mm-hmm. And then I had done all of these other speaking things. And mm-hmm. I reached out again and said, you know, I've, I've grown my experience on speaking on these topics. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really interested in reconnecting regarding this conference, mm-hmm. um, resent them a, a resume. Now I have a speaker sheet, which I'd really recommend making one yes. of those. Again, yes. Dr. Nicole has a format right. on that. Mm-hmm. And then I so I actually got booked and I'm speaking at their Napa Spring Conference. Yes. 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 <laughs> and the same thing with the University of Arizona. I really wanted to speak at their um, conferences that they put on for the Integrative Medicine Fellows through the Andrew Weil Center. Mm-hmm. And, and same thing, like they gave me a try. I came out you know, did a talk. It went well. I've been invited back. Sorry, cat. All good. All good. (laughs) That was sort of, it felt like my foot got in the door, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it was with some discomfort of really kind of putting myself out there and then Mm -hmm. circling back to say, Hey guys, you know, I'm still interested. Yeah. And making some, some connections along the way. And it was kind of the same thing. Now I'm doing a little work with um, scientific advisory board, like developing uh, supplements that I'd like to see in the marketplace and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for women's medicine, I haven't mm-hmm. loved what's been out there. Mm-hmm. And same thing, I spoke for free at um, a dermatology conference with um, Learn Skin, who I met actually through um, the Physician Side Gigs group. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they liked my work and through that I'd gotten some contracts for, for that kind of um, scientific advisory board work. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's so key what you've said about speaking. Um, you have to put yourself out there, number one, and um, you have to follow up because, you know, no just means no right now in that world. Like no, maybe no for this year. 
-hmm. So as an example, I did um, a call for submissions for a few conferences, uh, one for the um, AAFP, and they said no the first time, and then they said yes the second time. And then, said, and then oh, the GAFP said yes the first time, and then said no the second time. You know, and then, um, the, you know, there's like a bunch of conferences I've spoke that I've spoken at that they have said no the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, even like now I went, I put in a call for submissions for the physician mom group conference oh, and they waitlisted me. They okay. Said, oh, we like your topic, but not for this year's. Okay. Yeah. So it's really yeah. interesting how these things happen. And you have to just be persistent and be patient and know that the no is not always personal. Things are rarely personal, you know? Right, right. And we make it personal, don't we? We do. And if it is personal, then it probably wasn't a good fit to begin with. Absolutely, absolutely. And the other thing I love is how you talked about, you know, the, getting into your, the, 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 the CME, you know, like with your organization. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of where I started speaking yeah. is in like grand rounds and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that's a great spot. And it, it created some buy-in, I think, for the integrative mm-hmm. medicine program and the physician mm-hmm. wellness at our mm-hmm. institution, which was also good for us. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So, you know, I just, that's, those are some really, really good tips. Now, do you mind asking, I mean, do you mind me asking the range? Because I know there's a lot of people that probably ask you this, a lot of people that, mm-hmm. that ask me this, the range of fees that you, um, that you, that you get oh, paid. Yeah. Because people, you know, they're still like, they, a lot of times people will under, undervalue themselves. Right. So and like, I probably am still in that category, honestly. Mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm, you know, working up. But yeah. For speaking, um, my range is zero dollars. <laughs> so I would usually make like between two hundred to um, five hundred for a community event. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing community workshops, mm-hmm. and like I would charge you know fifty dollars per participant or something like that. Okay, per participant, that is a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they would register like through the parks and rec website or whatever right 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 um for professional speaking engagements now there seems like there's a really wide range Mm -hmm. and it it sort of depends on how much I want to go you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so for example um and some come with perks so for example the speaking fee um for a large conference that I'm doing is only six hundred dollars but it comes with four nights of a nice hotel and two round trip tickets oh nice you know for me yeah, because then I don't have to pay taxes on that. Yeah, know? absolutely, Even absolutely. Vacation, you know, I do some work during it, but it's work that I enjoy, and it's yeah, not. Over yeah, yeah. Uh, and then some of the speaking that I do, um, it seems to be around two thousand mm-hmm. dollars for a day, um, in which I might present um, two one-hour lectures. Mm-hmm. Very um, good. Yeah. Super cool. So yeah, there's a wide range and it depends on the platform you're in. Like community speaking does tend to be, if you're doing small community, it does tend to be in the hundreds. Um, academic can be anywhere from, you know, the, the hundreds to the thousands. I know that, um, and I love what you said about the perks because sometimes we are stuck on the number, but mm-hmm. if you think about the perks and then going to a conference where you get to make connections that will lead mm-hmm. to more speaking engagements then that's actually, you know, 
that's actually worth whatever plus the 600 plus the, you know, whatever the fee is. And mm -hmm. a lot of um, academic organizations will pay like, you know, two, three, $4,000. And yeah, we, and we're all still growing. Right. So like, I know mm -hmm. same here, like whenever I speak at a hospital, there is the, there is a larger range. Well, that's super cool. Well, you know, Thank you for, you know, just being willing to, to come on, to share your story, to share these speaking tips, because I think they're really important. Um, there are a lot of docs who are wanting to sort of break into the speaking, mm -hmm. non-traditional. Yeah, a lot to offer, you Absolutely. know, you talk to people and they have interests and training that mm -hmm. really is not evident on just kind of our day-to-day -day work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that sometimes like is, it's not um, looked at um, by our community as relevant, right? Mm -hmm. So like the, the cooking and the, the, um, the integrative stuff is not, you know, you made it into something that was relevant in your program. But like if I, I have that kind of stuff on my resume, if I were to go and do like a locum's urgent care, they would look at that and be like, so what? <laughs> right, that's your hobby. You know, right. it's my hobby, right? <laughs> you know, oh, she's all granola. So yeah. So. No, no, it's true. And I think too, like, so I'd like to say this: when I was first thinking about getting into all of this, this was a funny way to do it. But I got um, a photographer, and I took pictures that I would like to send out for like this type of thing, like put on a flyer or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I took these beautiful photos of me in my white coat, like out in nature doing yoga. Mm -hmm. And I felt like a fool, like paying for these. Cause I was like, nobody's hired me for anything. Like, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. you know, these are going to sit on my computer forever. And man, those have been so useful. You know, yes. somebody asked me for a headshot and I've got a beautiful one of me, like laughing in my white coat with the ocean behind me you know oh my it's, it's exactly <laughs> like the the image that I wanted to portray for my future life and I mm -hmm. sort of had that in my head you know mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. as I was starting to reverse engineer this life that was good for me so the pictures you know it's a little bit of a funny way to start but it worked for me yeah and then the second piece that was important for me was i did form an llc which is um fairly inexpensive and um so all of my speaking and books and all of that stuff goes under the llc i have an umbrella insurance for it mm -hmm. and that seemed like to me the simplest way to sort of have my personal business ventures mm -hmm. under a separate entity. Absolutely. It's so important because it protects you, um, mm -hmm. you know, from a liability standpoint, it separates mm -hmm. that. No, um, for docs, we're, we're sensitive to that. We, very, very much so. Very much so. Well, you know, it's, man, there's so many pearls and I'm going to write up the show notes and try to like capture all of these pearls because, you know, from the, from the standpoint of really going in and thinking like, do I really want to, you know, work six nights a week, turning in, figuring out what it is that you want, the role that coaching played in that, you know, um, the role that, you know, that your, your leave, taking your leave played in that, to writing your book, um, to then becoming in demand and introducing this world to your organization and doing speaking both community and academically. Um, you know, you've just like really parlayed your experience and your education into something really beautiful and imaginative 
and um, even for the book, you know, Nourish. And so I, I just am um, really awed to, to be able to have you here and to highlight you. And I'm really grateful to have been a part of the process because oh, it, it's you. always nice to feel like you've made some type of contribution in oh, someone's yeah. life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You've helped me think about, you know, I can choose something that is good for me. Like I'm a creative person. I can make that happen. And I think a lot of doctors are really creative people and it's sort of been squelched out of us. Absolutely. You know, but mm -hmm. it's, it's there and it's, it's, as Brene Brown says, you know, the creativity and rest and play is all part of wholehearted living. Mm -hmm. And that's what I am aiming for, for 2020. Yeah, man, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. And you know, and what I'll say is that, you know, it, it all came from just like a shift in mindset. It's 80% mindset and 20%. It is. And please don't wait until your body like kicks you on your bottom to, you know, make mm -hmm. that shift. Yeah. That was my mistake. Well, not, not only you sister, not only, I mean, you can, I can't tell you how many people I talk to who it's some, either something medical or something mentally emotional from the training, from the work itself that, that is the trigger. And I think what's happening now, now is we're becoming more aware of what's possible is that, you know, we as physicians are waking up to this earlier before that happens mm -hmm. and beginning to take action, beginning to shift our mindset, beginning to like really be courageous like you have been. So, well, thank you. Um, yeah. So yeah, give, give a website for our listeners to be able to follow you and how can we follow you on social media as okay. well? Yeah. Yeah. We'll put this in the show notes as well, but yeah. on Facebook, I'm at uh, doctor, which is D-R-A-N-N-E, Kennard, K-E-N-N-A-R-D. Um, Dr. Ann Kennard is spelled the same backwards and forwards. It's a palindrome. That is super cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same on Instagram, but underscores in between Dr. And, um, Ann and Kennard. Okay. And then at my website is simple, same, www.dranncanard.com. Yeah. Keep it, keep it simple. Keep it simple. And you can find her book Nourish on uh, Amazon and Kindle. We'll put the link direct to them in the show notes so you can pick up your copy or download your copy. Um, and I just appreciate you being on with us, you know. Thank you so much. Yeah. So we'll have to do a part two, uh, just, you know, as things progress, I always like to like do follow-up. So maybe sometime mm -hmm. later in the year, next year, we'll have you on again and we'll do a little follow-up to see uh, where those numbers are and the speaking are then. Mm, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, How many other bestseller books you've written? <laughs> all right, Dr. Ann. Well, thank you so much for coming on and you all, we will put all this in the show notes and we will see you on the next episode. Namaste. Thanks for listening to the Next Level Physicians podcast with Dr. Maisha. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn at Dr. Maisha or backslash Dr. Maisha on any of these platforms. Or if you want, you can listen directly through my website, www.drmaisha.com.